Hello, everyone, and welcome to VR Verdict, episode 77, our weekly podcast where we talk about everything VR. I am PJ, and Wookie is not here again. We did these last two episodes back-to-back, so he will be back on the next one if you miss him. If not, we get it. No, just kidding. But this episode, we're talking to Rosie Summers, a VR artist and animator. She does live performances in VR of painting. Check the show notes for links. And definitely check out some of this stuff. It's amazing. I end up, once I start looking at these things, I end up spending half the day in VR just watching artists work and their animations and everything they create. It's amazing. I'm glad to finally get to talk to her. We've been trying to set up for a while, but um, without further ado, here's Rosie Summers. Hello, hello, hello. Testing, testing. <laughs> hello. How's it going? Oh, I'm good. At last, we finally, <laughs> we can finally chat. <laughs> I'm so sorry about all of those dates. I just, oh, oh. man, I've been so busy. <laughs> Obviously so busy. So I just appreciate you yeah. making time. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's, I've been wanting to be on this podcast for ages now. And it's, um, yeah, it's an honor to be here speaking. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> My co-host slash brother won't be joining us. He's on a on a family thing this weekend, so I hope it's okay. It's just no. oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how's it going over there? Yeah, good. Very busy, obviously, and um, been quite a heat wave at the minute, which has made wearing VR very hard. Yeah. I must say. Yeah, we don't usually get heat waves over here in the UK. It's usually uh, always rain and clouds. So we always complain as well. We, we complain when it's raining. We complain when it's hot just because we've got no AC. So it's just so yeah. sweaty. Um, and but other than that, all good. From a couple of the people I've talked to the past couple of years, just in VR, yeah. it sounds like that's kind of been a trend. It's been getting a little warmer and <sighs> yeah. the heat waves. Like here, it's... I'm in the Midwest in Wisconsin, and yesterday, nice. this whole week, it's been in the high 90s. So, I, you know, it's kind of scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, I just can't imagine that that sort of heat. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, when for all of us VR freaks, you know, putting yeah. the headset on and just man. being in a warmer room, just it's not a good thing. It's really not. You just look at your headset, and you're like, man, I don't want to put that on right now. <laughs> Yeah, because I actually, I work out in my headset every morning, and in the summer, it's like, uh, maybe I should just go ride my bike. (laughs) (laughs) Get some fresh breeze. (laughs) (laughs) So, I have to tell you, like, when we first got into VR, we were big gamers, and that's the first thing that was on our mind was gaming. But very shortly after, I saw a clip of yours... um, I think it was, uh, there was like a, you're doing like a, a rock golem painting or something oh, yeah. like that. And I was just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and you're just dancing around like in the painting. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. And I'm like, I have to see this. So <laughs> how, I'm just curious, how did you get into 
VR painting, um, were you uh, like an artist before that or did you get into VR and, you, and then you had the same thing like, oh, this is a thing or how, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah, so I have always been an artist, predominantly a storyteller. So um, yes. like when I was a kid, I was always telling stories, making stories and doing like little comic strips, my own little comic strips. So um, I've always been, yeah, telling stories mainly through art forms um obviously i did fine art at high school just not studied it just like a subject that was at high school and um that was the only path of art i really knew was fine art just because that's all i got introduced to as a child so i took up traditional painting and it was uh, mainly portraiture that i was interested in mm. i didn't wasn't interested in doing environments or backgrounds or anything like that really and um so after after studying, after obviously doing fine art, I was then looking at another way to to tell stories because I got bored of the canvas and you know, static paintings on flat frames, and I really wanted to um, sort of play around with the telling stories through motion and and bringing more life to the way I tell stories, which is when I found animation. So that's when I studied animation at university, and it was through studying animation that I found VR. Because I was looking at ways to, because I was, I, was, I was studying 3D animation really specifically. And um, I was looking at a way to make a story that someone could be inside or, or you know, some someone that can come inside my story and interact with it. So that's when I was looking at games as well and, and learning about game engines and stuff like that. And um, it was the little Google Cardboard demo experience that introduced me to the world of VR. And nice. that's when I really realized the power of it. And that's... That was like a little. It's not, it's not a great demo. Like if if you look back at it and stuff, but mm. man, it was fantastic to me back then um, to see an animated world just through the screen of my phone. I was like cast through um, into this other little dimension with a little fox uh, or a wolf. I think it was actually um, who led me on this little journey. And this big whale comes out <laughs> over the boat. <laughs> it was really immersive, and that was just like a little three off. Um, Google Cardboard experience that really blew me away. Yeah. And um, then that video of Glen Keane, I'm sure you've seen that, painting mm -hmm. Ariel in Tiltbrush. That was when I just was like, holy, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> um, he's painting in this world around him. He's not stuck to a canvas. He's painting in the space. And his movements were being recorded through paint strokes. And that just really fascinated me as an artist. And I think any artist would be blown away with the fact that they could actually live inside their paint and um, create these vast worlds around themselves. And yeah. that was when my, um, my uh, well, well, the way I created art changed because I was no longer um, focusing on portraiture, which I did traditionally, I was suddenly had this urge to create worlds and environments, which never yeah. appealed to me ever um, on the canvas. But suddenly when I was given this spatial outlet, I was just went crazy. And now I'm obsessed with creating fantastical worlds and landscapes that people can exist inside and explore. Yeah. And I'm curious. So when you made the change and you're like, you know, kind of transitioned into like backgrounds yeah. and environments like you said how how long did it take you to adapt to like um you know going from the flat canvas to in vr yeah. to like oh wow because it's i've tried it and it wasn't great it wasn't pretty what i did <laughs> i spent three <laughs> hours in there and i came up i have it was i used to have it as our opening it was just like me writing the letters vr verdict and i'm like that's <laughs> <laughs> i'm just curious like oh 
how because you can like step behind like you make a paint stroke and you can like step behind it and around it like how do you keep that stuff on the same plane yeah so i don't know how you do it (laughs) see yeah see for me because i was coming from i had the i was studying animation you see and i was doing 3d animation so i'd already come from a 3d background which made jumping into vr uh sort of a lot easier because it meant instead of being um like what you do when you're modeling in 3d programs for example is you have a side view a front view and a top view and you you just have to keep going between them all to get your model correct and it's it's just really convoluted you press space bar you go onto (laughs) your views and you click it just but with vr just being able to move around it as I wanted. It's just so organic and tangible that it just made 3D work really fast. Um, so if anything, it was like an easy transition for me. But mm. I have had like loads of experience with, with artists who are predominantly 2D based, um, who just, yeah, just, just that struggle with the other perspectives. But what VR allows you to do is, is just get used to the other perspective really easily, just because of the fact that you can rotate the world around. The world's like really malleable and like being constricted with a mouse and um, a computer screen. You just can reach in, grab all the components you want. And it just, you learn the space really fast with just being able to move around it so easily. Yeah, so to yeah. me, it's it's like, um, yeah, it's like an, an e- that transition from uh, 2D to like 3D platforms. You can use that middle ground as well because it, it just makes you and helps you adapt to that space. And you make it look so freaking easy. It's <laughs> <laughs> you're too kind. <laughs> you just like well, Wookie and I have sat in on a few of your. Um... Oh, I don't know what you call it. One was a master class. The other was like a Narnia thing. I don't. I don't want to say it's. Oh like a yeah, class, performance. You had like some live performances, and yes. I was just like, I couldn't talk during. It was just like so crazy how you just like, I'm gonna go here and do this, and you do it. It's like I can't even draw a stick figure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, oh. it's too bad he's not here because he's a really good artist and he's done yeah. animation and he kind of oh, went wow. to school for gaming. Nice. So he'd be able to talk to your talk to you on your level a little more than I can. <laughs> um, and that was back in March, and I think the other one was April when we did when you did that. How often do you do those types of yeah. things? Yeah, yeah, quite often now. It was um, I used to do them physical, so obviously I used hmm. to be on a stage in front of people. Nice. But obviously, um, can't be around people much anymore. So uh, I had to sort of switch that part of what I do to be virtual. Um, so I got invested in a green screen, some lights, um, made this little virtual production suite in my attic. And um, that's now, yeah, that's now become a thing, virtual performances. And they're just so exhilarating because with virtual ones, it feels like there's more pressure. Because with physical ones, it was like people were sat watching me, but they often like were drifting around a space because I was often in art exhibitions and openings and events and stuff like that. So people were always either talking or doing something or um, never really had my full undivided attention. I mean, some people did, but um, with virtual ones, it's sort of like, I don't know what the audience is doing. They might just be sat watching me. They might be clicking on other browsers. So it's like people might just be sat watching me with the full attention. Um, I know I, I can't. <laughs> oh, thank you. So that was like, oh, my gosh, I've got really um, pull pull it out of the bag to be like entertaining and um, think of way to, to captivate these people who have um, tuned into me, which um, obviously I'm really grateful of. So yeah, it's, um, it's exhilarating because you can't see the audience. 
and which is a good thing as well because you don't you can easily just get lost sure you can easily just escape and um pretend that people aren't there for a second and <laughs> um, then you're just dancing away on your own <laughs> i like the the setup of the last one um you had a a gentleman there kind of mediating almost like he we were asking questions in chat and you were just painting and painting and he was kind of like what he could answer he would and then yeah. he saved what he didn't know until you were done. And then when you finished, he took the headset off, joined us, and you are talking. So it was really neat. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so that was that the Narnia one? Because I think that yep. was my... Yep. Yeah, I, that was my favorite performance. That's the... That um, started off a bit shakily, I would say, just because <laughs> I wasn't, like, used to it. So I've sort of got into the flow now. Sure. And that was, my, that was my most favorite performance. I loved that. Probably because I just connected with it a lot as well, with it right. being Narnia and childhood <laughs> nostalgia of mine. So yeah, it's also good to have that that input on the chat as well. Because, you know, I really want to give something back to the people which have actually come to see me. And um, <laughs> obviously really grateful. I want to tell everyone how grateful I am. <laughs> yeah. It was just so neat. You drew the wardrobe, obviously. And then <laughs> you know, for anyone listening that hasn't seen this kind of artwork, like you can move around in the space, in the painting, and you went through the wardrobe and then started painting the world. It was just like, wow. <laughs> and the, Thank you. My favorite thing of VR is um, perspective. And yeah. like, you're able to like, well, I guess I'll just say zoom out or in. Mm. So you can paint like this little bitty thing and you would zoom in and then it was like, just like the Ice Queen, for example, is like, I'm like, I, yeah. think, I think that's what she's painting. And then you like, would zoom in or out to change the perspective and it's like holy crap with like strokes <laughs> you had like something there <laughs> yeah because it's really hard to deal with um scale in mixed reality because i can quite often put something in front of the camera and not realize mm -hmm. um it's because i gotta move the world around and not block what you guys are seeing <laughs> at the same time so i've got to keep working to different scales and perspectives which is often quite confusing <laughs> i even have like a little bit of um like tape on the floor so i can feel sure. where where i'm standing so i'm not blocking any camera view and stuff like that um, little things like that that I have to work around to um, make sure that the audience are getting the best view of everything at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so, aside from the live performances and your artwork, you also do like um, artwork for like actual games, like VR games and stuff. Yes. How do you? That's you know what we said at the start of the show. Like you're just so busy. So how do you oh, find yeah. time for all these things? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I work at a game studio full time as well, which is really exciting because I've always wanted to to be in the games industry. It's just always been a thing ever since I've been a kid and playing games. It's always something that I've wanted to do. So I just feel so grateful that I'm in this industry and um, doing something that I love in it as well. Because obviously I'm an animator. <laughs> and I'm um, at this um, company, I do 3D animations, is XR Games that I work at. And nice. um, yeah, so I just spend it, all my days bringing characters to life, whether that be zombies or um, <laughs> angry birds, which we've um, <laughs> a few exciting projects we've worked on there. And um, yeah, we've got some other stuff in store as well, which I sadly can't talk about, but it's exciting nope. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. Like the 
Zombieland game is great. Um, the only thing oh, with awesome. the Angry, Angry Birds one, I was angry about because it's only on PS4. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh no, and it's such a good game as well. It's like Overcooked yeah. style chaos. I know exactly, um, and so I'm like, fun. I so want to play that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a shame that it's an exclusive there. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do want like more people to play it because it was really fun to work on and animate the little naughty piggies. <laughs> <laughs> So did that, um, did that come from just doing what you normally do? And they're like, or was that like a separate goal of yeah, yours to well, work on games? Yeah, it was um, two passions of mine, really, this VR art and um, animation. And obviously, I studied animation. When I graduated, I was like looking around companies close to me. And I really struck lucky that there was this company opening up like only 15 minutes away from my house, which is nice. just amazing. I don't have to travel really that far. And um, yeah, I managed to uh, get a job, a junior role. And um, that was three years ago-ish now, coming up to three years ago. And um, that's how I got in there, really, just doing some... A lot of what I was doing at uni was games-based, like idols and walk cycles and stuff like that, all to do with sure. games characters. So it was just a... Yeah, a nice transition into the industry there. And I often do some um, VR art stuff as well at the company for um, previs. Never like the final outcome, more just um, planning levels. So level design in, in um, VR art tools, just because there's, you know, there's no better view than actually just like being inside the world and scaling everything up. And you can see and get a good view for what looks good in VR because mm -hmm. I'm in VR making it. So I've done a few bits like that, especially for Angry Birds. A lot of the um, DLC levels we were all concepted in um, in VR first, and sort of did like a um, roller nice. coaster journey through the scene <laughs> that the game design had like put the headset on and had a look round and um, yeah, that was that was really fun to do. And also we could um, see how many assets we could get away with in the scene <laughs> to make it look populated yet not like sure. um, chunk the frame rate down and stuff. <laughs> So do they say, hey, Rosie, we need like a forest level? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was awesome. like that. Yeah, it was like we were doing a Halloween Halloween level. Can you um, oh, awesome. give us a little bit of some what looks good in Vianus, <laughs> basically? <laughs> so I like, did some overhanging trees and um, stuff like that. And yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> I can't imagine you like getting to do those things and get paid for it. Because you I obviously know. love it so much. <laughs> I know, yeah. I feel really lucky that I can do something that I love. And, um, yeah, it doesn't feel like... That's, that's probably why I'm able to work so much, is because it doesn't really feel like I'm working most of the time. So. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going trying to get personal, but... And we can cut this out if you want. Um, but you were saying, like, um, I offered to do this, you know, we just got into yeah. VR space and stuff and said, hey, do you want to do this in VR? And, and you brought up having migraines and all that yeah. fun stuff. Um, yeah. Is that a VR specific thing or is that just something that you have to deal with? See, anyway? see, I don't know. It's not, I don't actually know why I'm getting this, but I think it's, I went to the opticians and it was the, I've got near, no, long sightedness. So I have to wear glasses for things mm. which are close up. So I'm thinking it's just because putting on a headset and then I've got these glasses, um, which I obviously can't wear in the headset. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the fact that I need it to see close up, I think it's just causing some vision migraines just because sure. 
the headset is close up, even though it's making you look further away, like through convergence and stuff. And, you know, but it, it is because I'm looking at something so close to me. So I have, a, I have a feeling it's just because I'm long sighted and it's a vision issue. So I've got some lenses on the way, some VR um, lenses, which I'm going to put in and see if if that helps. So I just try nice. and limit the amount of time that I'm just because I work a lot in VR, mm-hmm. like I spend the good hours each day in a headset. So I try and try my best to sort of split those hours up and um, take lots of breaks because, yeah, I care about my sight, <laughs> but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing, nothing serious at all. It's just, I think, yeah, just my vision is just screwing up. <laughs> I only brought it up because like, um, aside yeah. from the, the, the work in the games, just doing your own art, like you get, kind of suffer for your own art (laughs) yeah i know yeah it does it does feel a little bit like that at the minute i posted a tweet about actually as well like um the fact that i'm wearing glasses and stuff so yeah Yeah, i was gonna ask (laughs) to get some lenses lenses on the way and um yeah i was curious if you had gotten them yet you obviously you haven't so i just because my brother wears glasses and he has like spacers and lenses in there and it helps so I, i hope Hopefully it works out for you. Cause... Yeah, I think I, I I found my spacer um, and put it in, in in my original Rift, but it's just on the pressure on my nose. It's just so much. Yeah. It just I can't help but focus on it <laughs> that it's pushing down on my nose. So I think some yeah special tailored VR lenses would be ace an ace investment. <laughs> <laughs> to prepare, I went um not really for this chat but <laughs> yesterday <laughs> was my wife's birthday and we rented a private um Aww. local place and had her family in there and we were painting so i was trying to prep um i have paint all over me <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds ace is there is there anything like that because i know like the the lady teaching us like she obviously loves to have paint all over her i don't <laughs> is there anything from like traditional painting or stuff that you you kind of wish was you, you miss from that that's not in vr like oh absolutely paint <laughs> yeah absolutely there's i really want to do some traditional painting again just because it's the you can't replace that texture you can't replace the yeah. texture and the feeling and um like if you look at a, a van gogh for example you just see every single um dab of paint and it's 3D mm. is popping out. I just loved that sort of work, texture working, um, the, the physicality of it, which is good. But VR does have that physicality that um, digital art lacks, you know, like when you're using mm-hmm. a, an, an art tablet. I feel like VR does give some of that tactility back in that sense, um, but you can never fully um, replicate that that feeling of sure. putting 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 some paint on a brush and just slapping it on there. <laughs> yeah, you don't get the smells either, I'm sure. Oh, and the smells! <laughs> I was going to say the turps. <laughs> I need yeah. to smell that turps. <laughs> you just have open bottles of paint while you're running oh, around in yeah. the VR. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just hold it under, <laughs> hold it under my nose whilst I paint in VR. <laughs> Do you find that? Um, Doing art digitally, do you edit your work more or less than you would See, traditionally? Yeah, a good thing with Tiltbrush is it still has that, um, that, I'm trying to think of the right words to say it, like, you know, when you, um, unf- like, forgiving, Tiltbrush isn't very forgiving in the fact that mm. uh, when you paint something, you can't edit the stroke. So it's like, that's it. 
you painted it you can move it around you can like grab it and move it but you can't like grab the stroke itself and move it around which you obviously can do in like photoshop and quill as well you can do it in quill um but tubbush isn't so i sort i think that's also for a reason is so it keeps its traditional arty feel because i think that's what it does have because with the variety of brushes it has and a lot of the brushes have so much texture as well which it's obviously trying to replicate from paint and a lot of the brushes were actually um created by artist paint strokes they scanned them in cool. and created alpha maps and stuff of um of an actual ink stroke and stuff like that so it's very much got that traditionally oil painty vibe to it which i really liked in comparison yeah. to like quill and stuff so um yeah it does it, it, it's it does feel a little bit like traditional painting in the fact that when you paint you can either delete the stroke move it but you can't like edit it or or recolor bits of it it's all just there you gotta just paint over and just keep layering and layering up um which does make it feel traditional in that aspect nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> Like I mentioned, like I tried, I think it was, I think it was tilt brush I tried first. Mm. You have like, you open the palette and there's so many tools. Yeah. It's, it's really overwhelming. I don't, you know, obviously you're probably used to it, but. Yeah, um, no, I still feel that actually. So obviously I've got used to what each brush does and that now, but um, I totally understand how putting a headset on, being in this blank space with uh, a palette of so many things could really overwhelm <laughs> someone. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was just curious, like as an artist, like I said, you make it look so easy. You just start, you go like, do you, <laughs> what's the process with that? Like, do you visualize and like, you can kind of see what you want to do and you just know how to get there or do you just grab a brush, put one stroke down and then go from there? Like what's the yeah. process? It's quite, it always depends actually, because sometimes I'm in the mood to just jam, which is basically put the headset on and just see where my imagination takes me in this spatial world. Or sometimes I make a mood board of what I want to do. So I get like some color palettes together. I paint some colors down and like get some swatches, which I um, just drag inside the virtual world and work from there. So it all depends on the mood, because sometimes I'm feeling more experimental. Sometimes I'm wanting to actually create something proper or like you know like a, i have a set vision of what i want to do um yeah so it, it does often depend on my mood there but i know i um when i enter vr everything i do every single time is have like a little bit of a warm-up session so <laughs> this usually includes putting on some <laughs> 90s um dance music and uh, nice. jamming out <laughs> jamming out with some light brushes just to just to warm me up and it's like a creative mind thing just yeah getting used to that virtual space and getting those creative juices flowing <laughs> <laughs> and i like just to i was getting like links and ready for the show notes of like your website and all that and you have a on your website you have like an obviously a a demo thing of you doing many different things but i i don't know it's it's the art and your your outfits and the music i sat here for like 10 minutes just watching it <laughs> i get ready i gotta you know, get my stuff ready <laughs> but oh thank you how much fun is it just to like find like you know you're almost like cosplaying in a way like just finding a nice oh, outfit that matches your experience and then you're just dancing around like it's almost frustrating to someone like me because it's like I sit there and I'm like with a paintbrush in VR and I'm like paint something, needy. And you're just like dancing around, slinging plate. 
paint her own and <laughs> <laughs> i'm so happy you noticed the outfit changes because i was really proud of myself that for inktober um which yeah. is where you do a, a painting each day and um, i had a different outfit for all 31 days which i was really impressed with myself about <laughs> <laughs> so i'm so glad you noticed that <laughs> yeah and each one i had to carefully think about what i was painting and try and make it match somehow sometimes it wasn't so successful but uh, <laughs> most of the time it, it, it did match up there so i really appreciate that because a good thing, well, a big thing with the mixed reality is the fact that I can really play with that and harmonizing my physical form with the yeah. virtual um, form, <laughs> the the virtual space. So just, yeah, marrying and, and syncing those two versions of myself up is um, <laughs> is really a goal which I like to do. The I always dancing, try and match out. Yeah. The dancing pumpkin's pretty epic. <laughs> oh, that was so fun. <laughs> That was just so fun. That was a proper dog there, but <laughs> yeah, I just loved that dancing around with the pumpkin head and face. And <laughs> that was great. So, what does your family think of all of this? Are they blown away, or are they? Because I I see a couple different reactions. Like my wife will watch me play VR. She's unable to because she she gets motion sickness from like movies. yeah yeah. So she still finds it. she's like I'll pause and like get a drink of water and she'll just be standing there laughing at me watching me be an idiot in the yard. but you know some people are like they just don't get it but some people do so i was just curious yeah it's a good question actually never been asked that which is which is nice um yeah it's well mainly a lot of them just don't know what the hell i'm talking about it's like ah rosie rosie does the vr she's doing something <laughs> she, does, she does the vr it's, it's it's just let her do that and carry on <laughs> don't know what she's on about um, I have demoed it to my family before, so I've put my mum into a brush. She like it. Um, oh, actually, no, it was Beat Saber that my mum's tried, and she she absolutely loved that. Um, and my dad's done a few a few experiences, and you know, it, it, they also get that motion sickness, which is really mm. hard. With with um, one experience, they didn't. I can't remember which one it was, but um, they pretty pretty enjoyed it. So they don't really fully get what I'm doing. I try and describe the best I can. I show videos, obviously, of my mixed reality yeah. performances. And that's really helped as a mixed reality element, just to contextualize. Because um, I tell people that I just dance around with a headset on my face. <laughs> and they don't really know what I'm on about. So um, the, watching that video of me actually inside the world just really contextualizes it and then people like ah yeah my family are just have sort of got <laughs> through that but yeah it's um it, it's it's hard to explain sometimes <laughs> yeah i remember uh, it still happens once in a while but a couple years ago because this podcast we've been doing for about a year now over a year yeah but we did another one just a silly one that i don't even like to talk about but we did it for five or six years and back then like You'd say, you know, tell someone you do a podcast, like, what, what the hell is a podcast? So I, I just assume VR is quite similar. <laughs> yeah. And it, the, the yeah. bad thing with VR is no matter how good your video is, it does not showcase VR at all. Like, you can't even, it doesn't help much. Yeah. <laughs> like, put the headset on, don't talk to me. <laughs> to be honest, not even with VR, just with games in general. Like, when, when, when my first published game, which was Angry Birds, I showed the physical disc to my parents and they went, oh, did you paint that? Uh, <laughs> no, I did not paint the front disc cover. I did not. That's <laughs> this awesome. Is, it's really hard to describe that I animated the characters in the game. <laughs> just the look at the box and it's like, that's what I did. I did the box. Okay. <laughs> 
Did they, um, I don't know, like, the transitions and stuff, but, like, they obviously knew you were into painting and stuff beforehand, so. That's what it is. I don't think they've really, they just, they still think I just paint all the time. (laughs) So, anything I show them now, it's like, they just, yeah, (laughs) painted it. (laughs) Funny. So, outside of VR and work, like, what, what do you get in get up to what are you into type of thing um mainly um trying to get out and explore the world and um get in touch with nature is what i love to do and that this is what inspires me most i think just um being out in nature absorbing myself in the greenscape um going on walks um hiking and um stuff like that that's what really um it, it, it just fuels me i can't imagine I feel really lucky that I'm close to like a nature space because I don't know what I'd do without it. It really is like um just yeah, my fuel basically. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny we not that we've never gone kayaking, but we just bought oh, our own I'd kayak. I love to go kayaking. And I spend more time in the kayak like taking photos of like water oh, and underwater things and wow. instead of doing the kayaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm so jealous. I'd love to go kayaking. Yeah. Absolutely love it. You've done a few like underwater pieces and like underwater yeah. stuff to me is just so amazing. Oh, um, that's my favorite stuff. So that's that's yeah. kind of why I sit in that kayak and take pictures of it. But <laughs> yeah, I guess my biggest interests are like right up above the earth and then right right below the earth <laughs> like i love space but i'm also really fascinated by underwater creatures and mm-hmm. i guess it's the unknown aspects that always um really intrigue us and that's what vr has been good at as well is offering that us that space to immerse inside things that we wouldn't usually be near yeah that's true that yeah the other thing with the underwater stuff that i found like I love underwater stuff, and I've, I used to, I'm a big shark week person, and I love sharks nice. and stuff, but to watch that stuff in VR is kind of frightening to me. <laughs> it is. No, I agree. It's, it's, it's scary. Yeah. It really is. To, just the fact that there's loads of stuff in underwater we don't know about, that's, that's mm. really scary to me. <laughs> yeah. horror, horror stuff's the same way. Like I've, yeah. I had a, a friend that was into horror like in high school, and we, I watched so many bizarre movies. And they, I'm like, okay, that was cool, but they don't really affect me. Um, and games like never really scared me, but anything in horror, like h- horror in VR is my kryptonite. Oh, like, yeah. I have yet to like. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally with you there. Absolutely with you there. I'm, I'm quite weak on the scale of horror anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> even like the Resident Evil games are just far too much. No. <laughs> so never mind being in VR and having that experience. I think, no, I think I'd just, my, I'd just leave my body. I'd just die. Yeah. I'm more afraid. <laughs> For my headset's well-being than my own, I, I, yeah. I, I just toss it across. <laughs> Tear it off and throw it across the room. <laughs> so coming like VR as a as a medium, um, are you happy with VR as is, or um, are you wanting more out of it, or where do you see it kind of going? Yeah, I think it's still got a lot of growth. I, th- I think it's still mm-hmm. a lot, lot more that I'd want. I really want from VR, especially just comfort. Man, that's the biggest yeah. thing for me. Is just why, why make a headset 
something you put on your your head, right? Why make it so it's not very nice to wear? I don't yeah. understand the logic there. Um, you created like some great specs and you know visual immersion. Well, I can't enjoy that visual immersion if I can't wear the headset for longer than five minutes. I mean, come on. <laughs> so I just would love to see more comfort options. This is coming from someone with a small head, uh, who most headsets just have to wear like excessive padding around yeah. the forehead and on the back which is where the index is so good because it comes with that little cushion they can just like slot in and put it on so that's just perfect more more of that please is what i'd love to see <laughs> and um options for yeah accommodating for head sizes people's hair types and yeah. just more more inclusivity with the with the headsets all around is what i'm majorly in for because visually like i'm, I'm impressed I'm, I'm there you know i'm i'm, I'm really impressed by a lot of the the new headsets and stuff and the, the field of view which is you know forever expanding which is great i'm just i'm really impressed with the way things are at technological wise it's just um yeah making the headsets more transparent feeling like they're not there um eliminating the fact that it feels like you are putting on a headset and maybe changing it to more like a glasses you know i see that being very far in the future obviously because this is really high powered stuff but yeah even if they can get it to like a goggle thing. Mm, <laughs> yeah, it's a pair of goggles. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah, I, and that's coming from you seem to have quite the collection of headsets. You have a nice display I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of it is uh, a lot of it, you know, with the, I don't know if you've heard the stuff that we're doing with our Cossa Gallery. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of it is, is for that. So we've got headsets to try Open Brush on, which is our open source version of Tilt Brush that the community nice. have been working on. Um, so yeah, a lot of it's so we can test all these different headsets with the the open brush build, um, and um, yeah, predominantly nowadays use um, the Index and Original Rift just because of Quill. I use Quills sometimes mm -hmm. as well, so I still need to be using an Oculus device, and I've just never upgraded really. I've got the got the the Quests, but as I said, I just can't. <laughs> I can't stand any longer than five minutes in those. It's just too too front heavy. I'd need to in, invest in a um, sturdy, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, strap, deluxe straps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still, my main headset's still my Rift CV1, and I, yep, snap, when that yeah. thing dies, I'm going to be so sad because it's, yeah. it's so amazing. Like, I know it's not the best, but to me, it's no. all around. It is the best. <laughs> like, it is. I know. I'm totally with you there. I actually am. It's yeah. Even though I've scratched the lenses a lot now, so it's a bit mm. blurry visual wise inside. Um, but yeah, the, the comfort's great. I have a little thing to balance it, just because you know it is a little bit front heavy still. But yeah. I have this little bit of a strap to the back, and it's just the most comfortable headset um, that I own. It's just lightweight and. You're right. It just—it's good. I feel like mine's coming on its last legs now, though. It's—I um, <laughs> keep having, you know, like the red error when I plug it in and stuff. Oh. I don't know why. Um, I wiggle it around and it works, but I'm—I'm I'm worried. I'm worried yeah. about it. <laughs> Might have to buy one on eBay soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about the controllers for me. Um, but yeah, just the, oh, the yeah. comfort and the audio, and I have it set up. You know, the cords are all put up on my ceiling, so like. It's no Perfect. different to put that on than it is like one of my quests. Like it's mm. just as easy. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm all for room scale as well. I'm not a fan mm. of um, the headsets which have uh, is it outside in, or in. I can't remember yeah. which one it is. You know, where they have the inside cameras in the heads. That's it. Yeah. Inside out tracking where they have the cameras on the headset. I don't like those because when I'm performing, especially it's like uh, just as 
hand my hand my arm just goes a little bit further back uh, mm-hmm. and it just goes wee the controller just floats <laughs> off in space and i just can't be dealing with that not when i'm in a performance so i really need the the base stations which is why i use predominantly the index now and stuff like that yeah i like where they're going but i wish they'd include the older options like the yeah. sensors as well because for us hardcore people i'd yep. say and if, if yeah. you have the space and stuff like it you can't beat it <laughs> yeah i mean facebook have definitely gone around the casual route but yeah i agree so i'm curious and there's a lot of different artists in vr if any juicy gossip like do you guys get into any squabbles or paint offs or I'm just <laughs> yeah, <kidding. laughs> uh, to be honest, there are a few paint offs actually. Um, I know I saw one of them coming at the minute. I don't like participating in them really, uh, but I find them, you know, they're so cool just to see all these artists battling out and stuff like that. And <laughs> I love the um, the art challenges, the yeah. um, VR art live art challenges and stuff like that. Which they're they're fantastic. I love those. Um, yeah, the community is just really, really great. It's yes. really good to be a part of it and just fantastic people. And I'm forever inspired by all my peers and stuff like that. It's just lovely that there's this community. I remember back in 2017 when I was just starting out and it was just, yeah, really hard to find um, people which were like-minded in this aspect because yeah. it was very, very niche at that time. And to just watch it and, and be a part of um in the middle of it watching it flourish is has been the most amazing thing and i've met some friends for life nice yeah yeah i, I was just joking with the the rivalries and stuff because the vr community okay. is is so amazing <laughs> it really is yeah i don't think that would happen yet That's yeah the kind of scary part if it gets I know. you know if vr gets too popular it'll just kind of uh, go that way route but hopefully not Hopefully not. I don't see that happening now. But there have actually been some um, some paint offs, which has been really cool. But yeah, because it felt weird battling against my friends, which is why I never I never took a part of them really. So <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be really neat if there was an if someone created a an app where you could you'd basically be sitting in a VR theater watching talented people like you painting and yeah, all that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Because the the first time. Um, the master class thing I said, and, and I was so confused. And I, I think it was the same gentleman that that was doing the questions for your Narnia one. I'm, I was emailing him like, uh, "Wait, this isn't in VR." Like I was like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, look, I get asked this a lot. Like, can I watch you perform in VR? And it's like, oh, just there's nothing. There's no app there for me to to do yeah. it. If now Touch is open source, maybe this could be something that people could look into it's just nobody mm-hmm. has time to to work on this sort of <laughs> sort of build because we're looking at a big build here we're looking at a big yeah. app which is basically um like a multiplayer but the other people don't have paintbrushes or paint they just have to like sit and watch <laughs> in this virtual space and they can walk around the space and yeah that is something i'd absolutely love to do and um, yeah have other people performing as well all around me and we can work together on a piece like collaboratively and everyone could yeah. like be watching and moving around wherever they want inside the piece. That'd be so good. I dream for an app like that. I would also envision you could literally do like classes and you could just become like a, you know, an art teacher and have classes in VR and just. Yes. Yeah. I already have done that actually, because there is a multiplayer version of Tiltbrush out, oh, but it's not. Even... Yeah. It's called Multibrush, but it's not. Um, uh, like 
I don't know. It's it's, it's not like a, able for people to like sit in and watch you perform because like got a max capacity room size and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not fully like it's not the app that I'd, I'd dream of um, using okay. for my performances and stuff. But it's great at being as you said, like teaching and doing workshops. <laughs> that's what it's really good at. Um, it's just really hard to round people up because everyone, as soon as they go inside the headset, it's like, wow, I'm going to run over here and paint over here. It's like, yeah, come on, guys, come back to this space, please. <laughs> I'm here trying to, trying to do this class. It's great. It's just so good to um, to actually have a hands-on experience inside VR with other people. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I've done a few of the theater-type apps oh, yeah. where like, you're part of the crowd and you do the acting and stuff. Yeah. Those are amazing. So I was just like, apply that to, to painting and that would be pretty epic. Yeah. Yeah, it is epic. <laughs> so with... um, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, to be honest. I'd have lost my train of thought ages ago. <laughs> it's, that's what's been funny when, with us going into VR. We don't have a way to have like notes and I'm really, really bad with names of people and games. And oh, like, I'm like really, tell me about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> mess up. And, um, it's been, it, we've done a pretty good job. Like just even remembering the episode number is hard enough, but, yeah. um, I'm no, not you're doing fantastic. It's funny because, um, in real life, unless like you're one of the people that are around me a lot, everyone thinks I'm like super quiet. <laughs> Which I don't talk a lot, which is weird because, well, you've been doing podcasts and, you know, I used to be in a band and I was a singer and like that. Yeah. No one could figure that out. And it is bizarre, but. Interesting. Yeah. It's been kind of like almost therapeutic for me to do podcasts to to get myself to talk more than I normally do. That's that's really interesting. Now. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I was the same, like really, really shy and, and quiet and unconfident. And then I just sort of really forced myself to do more speaking roles which really really mm. helped in that aspect but um sometimes i'm just i just have like a day where i'm just really shy <laughs> and need yeah. notes because my head just gets scrambled and um <laughs> yeah sometimes i just need to rein myself in i'm a bit over the top sometimes <laughs> my brain just goes wee and i just forget what i'm talking about i'm on kind of that subject you know how for like someone who's introverted they have to like go do something and be alone and recharge their batteries um I know yeah. it's like painting is like your thing and it's probably what you used to do that. But do you maybe paint too much to where you have to go do something, which maybe that's your outside stuff to kind of recharge that battery? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I guess I sit in my garden a lot as well. If, if I'm not going out for a walk and just, yes, have that outside air, which mm. really does really does help. Even if I'm not like looking at anything that interesting, it's still just that refreshing recharge and i try and go on a walk every day I try and get yes. out and, and just go on a walk um and that just really helps it's just that, that calming time of day so even if it's only for like 10 minutes or half an hour it's um still something that does really help me feel me for the whole day have you ever tried to stream uh, <laughs> tilt brush to your quest and be outside and paint oh yes i i've not um not streamed it because Tilbush is actually on the quest. So I've oh, actually yep. <laughs> I've actually just done some painting before. This is actually like the first week I got the quest. Um, oh, nice. I just yeah, I went out instantly and was tried it in my garden and that was, oh gosh, yeah, I still do it now. <laughs> it has to be a cloudy day, obviously. Um yeah. and yeah, it's it's so nice just to feel and smell the outside and 
and not be on the stale indoors uh, <laughs> strapped up to a PC. That was that was really freeing. I enjoyed that and just being able to like feel like with the grass under my my feet and stuff and um, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, the um, you're talking about comfort. The pro strap, if you don't have it on the Quest Two, does make a world of difference. Yeah, <clears throat> but I remember when the first quest came out like i would took it outside to stream something and that experience was just as overwhelming as like the first time i got into vr <laughs> yeah absolutely there's no boundaries if your yard's big yeah. enough obviously like my uh room boundary was as big as it could go because i have a decent sized yard so nice just running around without having to worry about that was like holy yeah. crap <laughs> That is ace. Yeah, that is really good. I, I dream of like doing VR in a warehouse and just being able yeah. to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like where VR seemed to a lot of apps and games were going to like that large area scale multiplayer stuff right before the pandemic hit. So I hope it gets yeah. back to that. Weekend. Yeah, never got a chance to go do any of the. Um... You know the void stuff. I think it was. Yeah. was yeah, I never got a chance to go do any of the like the Star Wars experience and stuff like that, where you like with a bunch of four people together and mm -hmm. stuff. And I really wanted to do stuff like that. I really did. Um, I hope when things will open up, I get the chance again. Because yeah, it's just it's just so amazing. I'd love to experience <laughs> a fully immersive, a fully immersive installation. Really. Yeah. We said with your work, you can zoom in and out, but. I don't know, like, how big of a area you can really do with that. Like, have you stretched the boundaries of of those programs? Yeah, with Tilt Brush, it's like a little bit of a um, scaleometer sort of thing. And you, when <laughs> you um, pull the controllers apart to 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 zoom out, you um, you get like a little little icons that appear. One like a, a dog, one like a squirrel, and <laughs> one like an elephant. And <laughs> you just that that's just like proportionate to the scales. That you're okay. working with, which is really helpful. Um, that so makes yeah, sense now, but I didn't know where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like you see what a squirrel sees. <laughs> yeah. I was just curious, like if because you can do that in probably just a, a smaller room. So if you could stretch that into a warehouse, I just imagine how big of a thing you could really do. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's very true. Yeah, you can also tick um, off the scale thing and have like unlimited scale, oh. um, which I know some artists have done. But a lot of my works, yeah, usually um, a set com a set space really that's um, not really massively open world that I, I usually do. So, like I said, got into VR and then just for gaming, and then I noticed your work and stuff. So yeah. like every like once a month I'll hop into like Quill or or you know whatever you can view other people's work on and just yeah take a couple hours and just check them out and just kind of sit in the a lot of them are just kind of like little animations and just sit in them and just take yeah. them in and relax like what's your favorite program for that kind of thing Yeah that's that's really true I love Quill Theater Quill Theater is like it's just so good and sitting inside, like as you said, other people's little animations. Um, I did love Google Poly. Obviously, I would hands down would have said Google Poly because that's I spent so long um, before starting a sketch. I'd just be procrastinating, looking at other people's works, and <laughs> just be um, like, "What's on the feature page today?" and just click through and have a look at what other people have been up to. And 
liking sketches as well on poly interface yeah. and then hopping in vr and loading up those like sketches and having a nosy what everyone's been up to is um was just inspired me as well like if i'd seen something that someone done i'd be like wow that's so cool i'd love to um you know be, be inspired by this piece and stuff like that and yeah it was um i missed that sort of level of um interacting with other people's work yeah i really like that function that you could go on there yeah and, and kind of for lack of a better term like save it and then view it when you got into vr because i do that on my lunch break and just yeah you know, cool and like pick them all up and get home <laughs> and just throw the headset on but yeah i know it is it it is too bad yeah hopefully icosa will have this sort of social feature um later on so with tilt brush being open source right that's the one that's going open source or is open source yeah tilt brush is open source yeah so um with that are you helping the community work with that and they kind of because you guys are basically like modding it out to what you want it to be now right yeah yeah the um icosa gallery discord has sort of become like a community hub for it really which is which is great because a lot of people have um a lot of people who were thinking of working on the open source of tiltbush have found openbrush and gone i'd love to work on this branch with you guys so they've like hopped in on discord and um, talking about what features they can help add because we've got a lot of really cool features lined up we've already added some extra features on top of Tiltbrush, like um, a fly tool, which is really epic. You can like pretend to be a superhero flying around <laughs> your skits, flying around your scenes. So yeah, that is coming, really epic. Coming back to your costumes, you and that cape showing that off. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's a really, really fun tool. I love that. I used that for my Narnia performance, actually. I flew yeah. through the wardrobe, which was really cool. And um, we've got some brushes coming up, so some custom brushes that um, people can design and stuff. It's very, still very much work in progress, but um, it's all features that the community are really wanting to, to implement. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really fun seeing everybody who loved this. Everybody loves Tilbrush. Like, it, just, <laughs> it, it has that sort of charm that yeah. we pick it up. It's just it stays with people. And this, I think this is why... Um, we got so much interest with people wanting to work on the open source version of Tilbrush because um, it really just captivated so many people um, that when it was going and closing, all these people sort of came out of the um, the woodwork that we've never seen cool. before. They're just like coming out and saying, hey, uh, I heard you guys are working on open source Tilbrush. Like, people who've never known were even uh, really being that much present in the space have just like come out and it's like, hey. <laughs> um, and that's been really, really nice seeing everyone come together and yeah it's been it's been great and um i'm just really excited for the future now what the community are gonna do yeah that's i mean you know there's passion there when people that weren't vocal in the community just come out of nowhere and that's yeah when i talk to like game devs i kind of bring that up because i i could never be a game dev putting something out there is frightening because you know the internet's not always a nice place no i know it's it's (laughs) true yeah it's bad that's a prime example of like yeah you have these vocal people like maybe hating your game or app or whatever mm. you're talking about. there's probably three times as many that aren't saying anything that are loving it so it's just it's you know. true the people are mo- people are more likely to speak about something if they hate it than speak out about something if they they love it it's it's hard isn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so i'm glad when that when that happened they kind of came out for for open rush that's really neat. yeah it was really really good and the community have been really supportive as well. Like, obviously, there's been like, little bugs and stuff, and um, 
the community have just been like, hey, if you can fix this, we'll bump our star rating up and stuff like that. So they've just been really understanding as well. Nice. Yeah. And it's probably that thing where, like, you know, there's a couple people there, like, that, you know, were working on it or created it, and they're like, I don't want this to go, to die off and go away. And so they're probably happy to see you guys yeah. take it and run with it. So it's true. It's true. Yeah. And a lot of people are doing this. Well, everyone's doing this without being paid. <laughs> no one's been paid in this process. Um, we have a donation page and stuff where the money goes to the servers um, and stuff like that. So it's none of us are like getting getting paid for this or, or earning a profit at all. It's all going towards maintaining the the platform and yeah, everything else. Well, I'll try to get those links, and if you're listening, I'll just that'd be awesome. Yeah. Me in the show notes and yeah. I know I w- I've spent enough time and I w- I'm not done viewing art in VR, so I would definitely like to donate. So. <laughs> oh, well, thank <laughs> you. you. No, that's, good work. That really means a lot, though. Thank you. Thanks. Well, we're almost at our hour. Is there anything we didn't get to that you really wanted to share or anything like that? Um, I don't know. We've discussed a lot. This is like one of the best products we've ever been on. There's some great <laughs> questions that I've never, never had before, which is really nice. Oh, thank you. It's, it's podcasts are fun because I think I approached you or reached out in like January. Oh, obviously. I know it was it was a while. <laughs> You're busy, and um, oh. it's weird because I invited you. You, yeah, I'll come on, and this is kind of how it always goes. And then I'm really bad at staying in contact. Not that we have to talk every day, but I'm like, yeah, I'll just send you a link before you know whatever. And then to me, like when you guys come on the podcast, I don't really tell you anything. <laughs> That's so cool, though. You guys just hop in, and you're probably not really sure what to expect. And the, the weird thing with a podcast, you know, you spend the first 20, 30 minutes kind of getting comfortable. And then the last <laughs> part of it, you're finally getting into things and talking, and then, then it's over. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. very strange. <laughs> yeah. It's always, it's always really good. And, um, yeah, as I said, I'm just really happy to be, be on this, and I'm really sorry about all the times that we've really tried to to <laughs> find a date to sync up and it's just not it's not happened so i'm so oh, happy yeah. we finally we finally have done this so yeah me too because yeah I, i'm not just saying that because i'm talking to you but your art like <laughs> like i said i could just sit and watch for hours <laughs> oh, that, that really means a lot obviously i love what you guys are doing as well thanks <laughs> We like to invite anyone back anytime you have something big going on or awesome. want us to help get the word out. We try to do what we can do. And, nice one. Please keep painting and sharing because it's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> doing what you do. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. No, thank it. you. Enjoy your weekend. <laughs> yeah, you too. Thank you. Nice one. Bye. <laughs> have a good one. See ya. <laughs> Hello everyone, that was Rosie Summers. She's a super talented live VR performer doing so many awesome creations. If you haven't seen this stuff, check the show notes because it is incredible. It shows off such an awesome part of VR and what VR can be and do. Check the show notes below, check all the links, donate to them if, if you really get into it. They're doing a lot of good stuff for free like she mentioned. But for this episode, number 77 of the VR Verdict Podcast, I am PJ. Wookie will be back next time. I know I said that last time, but uh, we did a couple episodes back to back, so 
<laughs> he will be back next week. But thanks for hanging out and listening, everyone. I am PJ, and this was my VR verdict.